gold standard. Welcome to the Dr. Hedberg Show for cutting-edge practical health information. For the latest articles, videos, and podcasts, visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com. The information in this show is intended for educational purposes only. Always consult your healthcare professional before attempting anything recommended in this program. And now, here's Dr. Hedberg. Well, welcome everyone to Functional Medicine Research. I'm Dr. Hedberg, and today I'm going to be talking about the best digestive enzyme supplements. These are the ones I use in my practice. Digestive enzymes are a vital part of my practice because most of my patients have gut issues that are connected to their thyroid issues and their autoimmune issues and usually almost all of their health issues. So these are really important uh, to healing your gut and getting well. So why don't we jump in and start with betaine HCL. So there's three supplements I'm going to cover today. The first is betaine HCL. And this is used to optimize low stomach acid. And so a lot of the symptoms of low stomach acid are things like acid reflux. And that might be contrary to what you understand or what you've heard. But GERD or gastroesophageal reflux disease where the patient feels heartburn, that's actually usually due to not enough stomach acid. So that's mainly related to the pyloric sphincter, which is the muscle between the esophagus and the stomach, is dilating for some reason. And food or stomach acid is regurgitating up into the esophagus and causing the burning. So I'm not going to go into a lot of detail of the causes of, of acid reflux, but one of them is usually low stomach acid. Uh, so that's one of the first signs, actually, that, that the patient needs help with their acid levels. Also, a lot of gas, bloating, nausea after eating. Those are usually good signs of low stomach acid. So as you get older, your stomach acid decreases. That's just naturally the case for everybody. But also if someone's very sick, if they're eating a highly processed diet or a highly acidic diet, if they're using antacids, if they have a lot of stress because stress shuts down stomach acid production, that usually impairs your hydrochloric acid levels. Also, if you're deficient in zinc, that can cause low stomach acid and the B vitamins. And if you're hypothyroid, you're going to have low stomach acid levels. So we can connect low stomach acid levels, and that's also called hypochlorhydria. That's actually been associated with bacterial overgrowth. So like SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Any infections in the gut, whether it's bacteria, fungi, yeast, viruses, uh, parasites, any kind of infection can be due to low stomach acid levels. So if you've had a stool analysis and we find multiple organisms of all different types, whether it's bacteria, 
fungi, parasite, virus, that's a strong indicator that your acid levels are low. Also, if you're low in vitamins B12, B6, folic acid, and then the minerals, things like iron, magnesium, calcium, and zinc, those can also be strong indicators of hypochlorhydria. So your stomach has cells called parietal cells, and these respond to food in the stomach, and they make hydrochloric acid. So sometimes we'll run a parietal cell antibody blood test because you can actually make antibodies against those cells. So it's an autoimmune condition where the patient has hypochlorhydria. And then hydrochloric acid, it it activates the conversion of pepsinogen to pepsin. And these are enzymes that are required to digest protein. So again, if the patient appears deficient in protein, but they're eating a lot of protein, then they may have low stomach acid levels. So very important for protein digestion, nutrient breakdown and absorption. The acid is really what cleaves the proteins that are connected to different vitamins and minerals like B12 or breaking apart calcium from carbonate. So if you're taking a calcium carbonate supplement, you need the acid to cleave that connection so you can absorb it. So things like uh, leaky gut and inflammation, these are also connected to hypochlorhydria because you need the food that you eat to be broken down properly. Otherwise, you'll have large molecules, large peptides, from the protein could potentially leak into the bloodstream and cause inflammation. Uh, One study, not going to get into a lot of detail in the study, uh, but it it was an interesting study looking at hydrochloric acid levels and food sensitivities. So 25% of patients taking acid lowering drugs, they had an increased allergic response to their foods. So that's an IgE-mediated response, which is a true allergy. And so there was an increased response. So this can be uh, histamine, an increased histamine response to the foods that you eat if your acid levels are low. And these authors specifically state that you can reduce food allergenicity up to 10,000-fold just by enhancing stomach acid levels. So you can imagine if uh, a patient's stomach acid levels are even moderately low, they're going to have more food sensitivities. And then the more food sensitivities you have, the more inflammation you create when you eat, the more you cause dysbiosis and break down the gut. So this is a, a real cornerstone of of improving anyone's health if they have a lot of food sensitivities or gut issues. And so this acid's important. Like I said, it it's your first line of defense against these foodborne pathogens that people are constantly consuming. And then stomach acid also keeps Helicobacter pylori in check, H. pylori. And that's a problematic bacteria in some people. 
It's uh, the source of stomach ulcers, and there's also connections with H. pylori and conditions like Hashimoto's disease and Graves' disease. The connection with Hashimoto's is weaker than it is with Graves, but a, a pretty strong connection with Graves' disease. And H. pylori, I mean, it's also connected to cardiovascular disease and brain inflammation and all kinds of issues. So uh, one other thing to note is that as H. pylori grows, it's kind of a a self-defeating mechanism. So if you have low stomach acid levels, H. pylori grows, but then H. pylori suppresses stomach acid production. So it can be difficult to overcome that if those levels are low. So as far as the digestive tract goes, you want a highly acidic stomach. And then as you get further down the intestine, things become more alkaline, actually. So if you have low stomach acid levels, you'll start to see an overpopulation of bacteria and fungi in the upper GI. And you can overcome that by increasing acid levels. So if you see uh, dysbiosis or dysbiotic symptoms, the key might not be probiotics, although it usually is very helpful, you can go more upstream than that and improve your acid levels. So just a, a few technical notes about betaine HCL. It's actually 76% betaine and only about 24% hydrochloric acid. So the betaine, though, is it's an important part in the acid's function. So betaine, it's also known as trimethylglycine, and it's found in foods like beets and a few other sources. And so the betaine is directly synthesized endogenously in your body from choline-rich foods, so things like eggs. It works as a methyl donor, and so it helps to support liver function and liver detoxification. And betaine is also important for converting homocysteine to methionine, so it can lower homocysteine levels. And those high homocysteine levels are associated with things like Alzheimer's disease and heart disease. Also, if you have suboptimal thyroid function, you can benefit from betaine HCL. So thyroid hormones, they play an important role in the regulation of methyl group and homocysteine metabolism. So you'll see a, a decreased uh, liver function and metabolism of what's called betaine homocysteine S methyltransferase. This is the betaine-dependent enzyme that makes folate-independent remethylation of homocysteine. And so that can be a cause of T3-mediated hyperhomocysteinemia. So if you have high homocysteine, that could be hypothyroidism. Also, if you have high cortisol levels, uh, this has a negative correlation with betaine concentrations, while increased dietary betaine has been suggested to reduce inflammation. So I usually have patients take one to two capsules with each meal, and that's usually sufficient. There's kind of an 
an old school way to try and figure out how many capsules you should take. There's no good evidence to back this way of doing this. Basically, uh, some patients have been instructed by some practitioners to just keep increasing the number of capsules of HCL with each meal until they get burning. And some patients will be up to six, seven, eight capsules and not really feel anything. And some patients might have tremendous stomach discomfort or burning or digestive upset by doing this. And this can be damaging to the gut and the gut lining. So it's a it's not a valid way to figure out how many capsules you should be taking. One to two with each meal is, is usually enough. Some patients, though, they need about three. And if they do experience, you know, burning or stomach discomfort, digestive upset at any of those doses, then you know it's too much. So some people will, will have discomfort at even just two with each meal. And so they have to just take one. I'd like to take a quick moment to make you aware of some important resources that are available to you. The first is to make you aware that I not only see patients in my practice in Asheville, North Carolina, but I also have a virtual practice where I consult with patients worldwide through telehealth. So it doesn't matter where you live in the world, we could consult through our telehealth software. The second resource is the resources page on my website where I list all of the supplements and products I use both personally and in my practice. This can be found at drhedberg.com forward slash resources. And the third resource is for healthcare practitioners who want to learn functional medicine or improve their functional medicine skills. I offer online functional medicine courses at the Hedberg Institute, which is my online functional medicine education platform. You can see all the courses I offer at hedberginstitute.com and sign up to watch a sample course video at no charge. That's hedberginstitute.com. And now back to the show. So that's Betaine HCL. The second product that I use is called Pancreatin Select. And all three of these come from Moss Nutrition. So Pancreatin Select, this is a a synergistic blend to support digestive function. So it has pancreatic enzymes. It has lipase. It also has betaine HCL. It has ox bile. And then it has some bitter herbs, artichoke and gentian. And those stimulate digestion. So this particular product targets pretty much every aspect of digestion. It targets stomach acid. It targets pancreatic enzymes. It targets the liver and the gallbladder because it has bile in it. And then it also just has a general stimulation of digestion overall with bitters. So you're getting support for protein digestion, carbohydrate digestion, and fat digestion. So we talked about, you know, the things that can compromise digestive capacity, things like age. Um, But 
small intestinal bacterial overgrowth is another big one that can that can impair digestion. And everything found in pancreatin select uh, supports the critical stages of digestion directly following a meal. And it's also going to help the things we talked about previously, like inhibiting infections, inhibiting overgrowth of particular microbes, and it'll just improve overall digestive comfort if you have a lot of digestive symptoms. So it contains something called pancreatin four times, and this is this is a concentrated blend of proteases, lipase, and amylase. These break down proteins, fats, and carbs. And this is going to be important for people who have been eating a lot of carbohydrates or processed carbohydrates because that can kind of exhaust the pancreas and it can't really keep up with digestion. It kind of wears down and this can really turn things around pretty quickly. So you'll also see pancreatic insufficiency in conditions like celiac disease or gluten intolerance. Most digestive order disorders will inhibit pancreatic function along with stress, like I mentioned earlier. So you'll see the autonomic nervous system. There's direct connections to the stomach, pancreas, liver, and gallbladder, and it really just shuts down all of those digestive organs. And so they're just not going to produce much of what they're supposed to produce. This is why stress, stress management is so important for healthy digestion. And it's also important the environment that you're in when you eat. If you're, you know, checking Facebook, texting, watching the news, just anything that's distracting or stressful, you're going to compromise your digestion. So you definitely only want to eat in a quiet, positive, comfortable environment in order for all of your digestive organs to function the way that they should. It also contains ox bile. So bile is made by the liver. It travels into the gallbladder. The gallbladder is a reservoir for the bile. And then the gallbladder squirts out bile onto your food once it leaves the stomach and enters the small intestine. So bile is like a detergent, and it breaks down fat. It's an emulsifier of fat, and it's very, very important for healthy fat digestion to have good bile levels. And again, stress will shut that down. Food sensitivities will shut down the the gallbladder. If you're taking too much progesterone, that can actually inhibit uh, the gallbladder as well. So bile is like a detergent through the upper GI. It makes sure everything gets broken down. And so ox bile is kind of a classic compound used for fat in the stool. So on your stool analysis, if you have what's called a high steatocrit, which shows that there's fat in the stool, that can be a good indicator for ox bile. And then if you had low pancreatic elastase on your stool analysis, then the pancreatic enzymes are good for that. But that's also a sign of low stomach acid. So going upstream from that to the stomach and supporting HCL levels 
is also an important strategy. So if you're deficient in bile, you're going to have issues with digestion and absorption of the fat that you're eating. So you can be eating healthy fats, but if you're not breaking them down well and absorbing well, it isn't really going to matter. And you can also have issues with fat-soluble vitamins. So vitamins A, D, E, and K are the four fat-soluble vitamins. And so you may develop issues with those if your gallbladder is compromised. Artichoke and gentian are the bitter herbs I mentioned before. These just stimulate overall digestive function. So you'll get more acid, more bile, more pancreatic enzyme production and release if you're using bitter herbs. So there's good research on artichoke extracts benefiting digestion, particularly bile production. And then gentian uh, stimulates gut receptors and it influences healthy gastric phase digestion. So with pancreatin select, kind of the same as with HCL, about one to two capsules with each meal. And then in certain patients with highly compromised digestion, we might need about three with each meal. And the third supplement is called Digest Select. So this is a plant-based digestive enzyme. So it's a vegetarian digestive enzyme product. And it does work quite well by addressing all phases of digestion. So it has enzymes for protein, for fats, and for carbohydrates. And then it also has uh, peptidase, which helps to break down gluten in case someone gets exposed to that. Um, A number of, of enzymes in it that are derived from fermented substances. It even has lactase in it, which helps break down milk sugar if you're eating dairy or get exposed to dairy. So it pretty much covers all the bases. Then these levels are pretty potent as far as their levels and how well they break things down. And there's additional support for some of these more difficult to digest compounds in certain grains and legumes like beans. And uh, it's called alpha-galactosidase. And this helps to break down even things like the brassica vegetables like cauliflower, cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, things like that. So it's got some extra support for more difficult to digest foods, some of the FODMAPs like legumes and cruciferous vegetables. So that kind of covers all the bases. Uh, One capsule of the Digest Select taken with meals is suggested, but two with each meal if you're having a larger meal. And since this is a vegetarian formula, I only use it with vegans and vegetarians. Or some patients their gut gets irritated by the ox bile and pancreatin. So I'll use it in those particular cases. But I'll combine the Digest Select with the Betaine HCL. And some vegans and vegetarians will have, I mean, they're going to just naturally have lower acid levels. 
uh, because they're not eating meat or animal products because they don't need the extra stomach acid for those animal products. So those levels might naturally drop. But you can combine the two and get good results if you're if the patient is on a plant-based diet and they're taking the digest select but it's not helping then we'll add in the betaine hcl and really pump up those stomach acid levels and that usually works pretty quickly so with any of these digestive enzyme supplements Number one, it doesn't really matter if you take them just before the meal, during, or right after because this is kind of one of the myths out there about enzymes. Stomach uh, Food hangs out in your stomach for about two hours, and then it starts to move into the small intestine. So you've got a pretty long window there to get something into the stomach and support digestion. So, you know, I always take them just right before I eat, But if I forget, it's fine to take them during your meal. Or if you completely forget and it's, you know, 15, 20 minutes after you've completely finished your meal, it's completely fine to take them. They're immediately going to get into the stomach and help break down the food for two hours. So don't worry really about the timing. Number two, you'll want to be on these for at least a month usually up to about two or three months. Uh, But some patients need to take them for about six months. That can be about how long it takes to really heal the gut. And these enzymes can help to kind of reset stomach acid production. And sometimes it actually does take that long to get things to reset and return to normal. So don't hesitate to stay the course and take these for many, many months until your digestion really turns around. So hope that was helpful. I linked to another article I wrote called How to Improve Digestion Naturally. It's also another podcast. And I talk about a lot of additional strategies to improve your digestion without taking any supplements. Uh, But these can be very helpful even if you combine them with the strategies I cover in that particular article. So go to drhedberg.com and just search for digestion, and that article and podcast will come right up. So I hope this was helpful in understanding these and how to use them. Uh, They work really, really well, usually pretty quickly, and they're a vital part of my gut healing protocols. Take care, everyone. This is Dr. Hedberg, and I will talk to you next time. If you enjoy the Dr. Hedberg Show, you can support it by sharing each episode on your social media channels, like Facebook, and by leaving a review on iTunes. Please visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com to access the show notes and resources for today's episode. 